You were 27. So yeah. You had to stand up until you were 27. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Really late. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and then this guy went up, and he was gonna play a song, and like I had my back to him because I was, you know, upset or whatever. Right. But uh, I guess I was prob- part of the problem too. But for sure, he was like, um, during the middle of him trying to play the guitar, he was like asking for a pick. And then he was, um, he would like play like a scale and then stop and be like adjust, like tuning, like the, basically the whole thing. He was like tuning the, the guitar. Yeah. It was weird. And then he came up to me afterwards and he goes, huh, I almost did as bad as you did. Whoa. What? Yeah. He's like, maybe next time you should play the guitar and I should do stand up. And I was like, that's just what I needed. That hurts so that bad. That hurts so dude. bad. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever run into that guy again? No, I nah, don't think so. Yeah, I think nice. he died. You know, some somebody else killed him. Um, yeah, 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 Not me, obviously. No, that would obviously, be, that sure. would be a crime. We're back with another OK Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Dan O. This is the OK Podcast. It's turned into more of a like sit down and interview with comedians type podcast. But every now and then I'll hop on this thing and share my thoughts about, I don't know, living in a van, climate change, you know. I, I don't think I've ever talked about climate change and I don't know if I will. Maybe now is not the time to bring it up. Um, today is a very special episode. I got to sit down with Jonathan Mitchell, who is a comedian from Washington. He has moved to Denver this year. Um, so still pretty new to Denver, but, you know, even for someone that's brand new to a city, just, it's insane. I met another kind person and, uh, you know, I, I just imagine if I was brand new to a city, I don't know that I'd be talking to anybody, let alone doing a podcast with them and inviting them over to my home and I don't it's just insane. Jonathan Mitchell was an absolute gentleman and he was super easy to joke around with. Um you'll hear us talk a lot about, you know, Washington comedy and sort of the, the scene over there and why he chose Denver and you know how how hard this guy actually works. My guy is committed to the craft and I think that he's built for it. Um I don't know. It's really cool that I get to sit down and and talk with these comedians. Uh, also, this is the first podcast of 2020, so Happy New Year. Oh, my God. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this thing for a whole nother year. Let's see what happens. Let's see what we're talking about in December. You know, maybe in December I'll talk about climate change because four cities will be underwater. Maybe not. Maybe I won't talk about that. Um Wow, but what a year it's going to be, and uh, I don't know, I'm just very excited to kick off the year with a fantastic comedian. Um, Like I said, he was super easy to joke around with. I'm kind of an asshole, and um, I would like to make it very clear that Jonathan Mitchell is not a racist. And I don't know that I've ever had to defend anybody for not being a racist, but if there's anyone that isn't racist, it's 
Today's guest, Jonathan Mitchell. I've never met anybody who isn't as racist as him. Um, and he just he likes all races. He really does. So <laughs> um, maybe that'll make more sense. Uh, I don't know what my thing was that day when I interviewed him, but uh, yeah, I just kind of <laughs> kept being an asshole. And, and he's super easy to joke around with, and he just picked up on all the sarcasm. So huge shout-out to Jonathan. If you're listening, I would love to do another podcast. And if you're not listening, you're dead to me. Uh, hey, but you know what? Let me stop talking. Let's get right into it. Without further ado, Jonathan Mitchell. Far enough away. It sounds good. Good? Yeah, okay. it sounds good. I don't know. You got a good radio voice. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good radio face, too. Oh, thank you a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jonathan Mitchell. Welcome, man. Thank you for doing this. How are, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. It's a lot of fun. Uh, mm. Shoot, man. Let's just get right into it. This is an sure. interview style thing, so I'm just going to throw a lot of questions at you. Uh, where are you from, first of all? Uh, I was born in Portland, Oregon, ah. and then grew up in Squim, Washington. Yeah. Squim? Mm-hmm. S-Q-U-I-M? No, S-E-Q-U-I-M. Ah, yeah, so like it's like, that. it's even, it's worse, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, so it sounds like everybody was like, oh, you live in Sequim? Sequim. It's like, no, I live in Squim. It's equally stupid, but just pronounced <laughs> differently. So. How long did you live there for? Oh, boy. Um, from when I was about nine to 18, then I moved to Seattle for a while, and then moved back. Yeah. All right. What kind of kid were you growing up? Are you a funny kid at all? Yeah, I was a funny kid, um, but I don't know if I was like the class clown necessarily. Were you shy? I was, I was pretty shy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was uh, I was kind of like a good kid. Really? Like yeah. Like you're a good student? Yeah, pretty good. What was your best subject? English. English. Mm. Yeah, you're a good writer. Yeah, I like writing and I like uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, so yeah, that was probably my biggest thing. And then, what kind of things were you into as a kid? Like, uh, when you think back, hmm. you like an attention seeker or something like that? I don't think so. No, not. I mean, maybe a little bit. Uh, but I wasn't like, oh, I wasn't like the leader. I guess you know, I was right. more of like a follower. Uh huh. Um, were you an artsy kid? Just because I've seen some of your things that you're putting out now, and like you're involved in different types of creativeness. Yeah, I'd say so. Like I used to draw, yeah, a lot, and then I um, started playing music. Mm. So I played like all the different instruments, and then would record them on top of each other. Oh dang! Yeah, so I did get into like a lot of different kind yeah. of avenues. Of what that. did you want to be when you were a kid? Then I thought I was going to be like a. <laughs> like a rock star. Yeah. Kind of. Not like, like a rock, but like a musician, a singer, musician. songwriter. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Um, yeah. And then I just, I don't know what happened with that. I just was like, well, maybe I'll well, do. Well, you kind of have it now a little bit. Like you pull it out of your bag every now and then. Yeah. And like, it's cool. Like if I wanted to make like a, a you know, a, a funny song or something like that, I would have yeah. some of that kind of experience. So, uh, were you into comedy as a kid or comedians at all? Yeah, I was, but I think it was one of those things. Like, I, I, I don't know why, but I didn't think I could do it, or I didn't think I for some reason it didn't really like occur to me as like, oh, I could just do mm-hmm. that. Um, but I would like. Because I was pretty, I'm still pretty awkward, but like, sure. I would take awkward things that happened to me and kind of craft them into a I was basically doing like routines for people but I didn't know that's what I was really? doing yeah and how old are you when you're doing these routines um probably like a little bit all my life but definitely like starting yeah. in like high school I think I was really yeah 
perfect because uh, more awkward stuff was probably happening to me and then for I was, sure yeah it happens right and i was trying to take something and i was like this is sad and uh, then make it into something kind of more funny than sad dude i was the exact same way yeah really something bad happened it would help me to write it out but funny right read it over and then i go ah it wasn't that bad i'm kind of a, a right writer. you kind of and, and when you get people to like laugh at it and make it kind of funny then it sort right. of takes away that power and that's kind of how i feel just about jokes in general it's like I feel like you can make jokes about bad things yeah. and sort of take away some of that power. But. I get that. Were you into specific comedians, though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched a lot of stand-up, but I watched a lot. Of, I was probably more into, like, comedic TV shows. Yeah. So I was yeah. a big, like, Simpsons kid. Okay. Uh, I would wa- I'd buy all the DVDs, and I'd watch I'd watch them, like, to fall asleep. How old are you, by the way? I'm um, 30. You're 30? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, so yeah. a little bit. So, to you, is The Simpsons just bad? I know The Simpsons as like season ten and then through nineteen. Oh, so yeah, that's so not I miss great. Like when Conan was a writer, that was my favorite. I miss Prime Simpsons. Yeah, I think. yeah. Well, and like Conan was great, and it was just kind of like that. I think that's kind of what taught me in a lot of ways how to be funny. You know, that yeah. kind of a thing. And nowadays, yeah, The Simpsons isn't. As highly regarded, but yeah, but you're more inspired by TV than individuals. I, I think, especially early on, yeah. So stuff like that, or like Arrested Development, or yeah. those kind of shows. Um, and then, yeah, I started getting into different like stand-ups. Like I was really big into uh, um, Dave Chappelle, and then unfortunately Louis sure. C.K. He's um, still in my Mount Rushmore. He's still great. He's yeah. a great comedian. Like maybe he shouldn't have done some things, but but he's funny. He's funny. Yeah, and he's that's... like a talented. He's there's things that I still think of as far as like mm-hmm. crafting jokes. Like that I still use kind of some of his things that he said. Like he said a thing about how if you think you have five minutes of material, you probably only have like two and a half. You nice. need to like kind of keep folding that down and keep you know yeah. So stuff like that, I think, is still. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, right. anybody that's been doing it that long at that right. level. Exactly. And then um, I got really big into, uh, have you ever seen Bo Burnham? I love Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham's like one of my favorites. And yeah, he, yeah. He kind of taught me that I was like, oh, you don't have to just necessarily go up and tell straight jokes. You right. know, like you can do some weird things and do musical things. and like, yeah. And then, Do you consider uh, him a prop comic? Because that's the mm, I, I mean I just have heard that before. Really? Um, yeah. I don't I don't myself. I wouldn't call him that. I think he's just because he needs the I guess he needs the piano and like that's his prop. Yeah, but I like some of his stuff that's like even not piano. I mean, I guess a lot of his stuff does involve some other like the stage or the music. Right? Yeah. 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 Like pre-recorded things, right. or you know that one joke where he throws glitter and like fantastic. It's a great joke. Yeah. And um, but I don't know if I'd call it prop because I feel like that's almost like use derogatory uh, like a derogatory. It's not a fashion. good thing. Yeah. If you're a prop comic. It's, no. Yeah. Why does why is that? Right. But I don't see him as like corny no you know what i mean like he's just prolific right exactly um and so how long does it take for you to actually do stand-up comedy for the first time so you're into comedy you like tv shows you're creative on the side well hmm, this is the weird thing is that i did a late night talk show before i ever did stand-up what is that what do you mean uh well have you ever heard of chris gethard 
Chris Gethard. Nah, yeah, no, I don't think he's so. like a New York guy. He's a stand-up, but he also had this like um, you can see it on like YouTube, and eventually he had it on you know actual TV. But it was like a public oh. access talk show, like a Conan or like a nice. Letterman. Yeah, and he was it was just weird, and he had like cool people that are you know now kind of big on, but like at the time they're just his friends or whatever. Whoa, and he was really like awkward and uh-huh. uh, had a lot of anxiety and like things like that I really related to. Sure. And so I think when I watched that, I was like, oh, shit, you can just I can curse, right? Yeah. Please. Okay. okay. Yeah. Swear, swear, swear uh, up. Yeah. OK, good, good. Uh, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, you can kind of just do this. Yeah. You know, you can kind of you don't have to wait for someone to tell you that, oh, you, you know, you can just kind of do a thing. And so we, that's what we did. My How buddy, did you know him? Oh, uh, I think I just found him okay. online. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know, I've never met him or anything. He's like a pretty big guy. He, and you just inquired, like, "Hey, I want to join your public access." No, oh, I did my own. Uh huh. Yeah. So no, I um, he's like kind of big now. He has a, a special on HBO that was like produced by Judd Apatow. Whoa. So he's kind of like doing things. Now. Okay. Um, but I just saw him. I was like, oh well, if he's doing that. You know, just kind of on his own, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, you might as well. Right. And so I did that, and I didn't know how to really, like, write a joke sure. or uh, any of that. But we just kind of did it. My buddy Joe and I did it. Uh-huh. And, uh, how long did you go up for? We did, uh, each episode was, like, probably, like, an hour and a half, two hours. Whoa. Yeah. And they were, like, themed, so each one was, like, uh... You know, they had, like, different themes. I'm trying to think of what one was. One was about gun violence for some reason. That was sure. a bad idea. Just but a hot topic. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And then we would have a musical guest. We had, like, a house band. So you would run this show? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would, like, host it. You would host the show? Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, with Jonathan Mitchell. And then I'd come out and, like, do an opening monologue. When In I didn't... front of how many people? The first time it was quite a few. I mean, this was a small town. Sure. Uh, but I'd say like the first one was maybe 50 plus. Whoa. So, I mean, it was like, yeah. And then, um, so we did that and then we did like six of them, I think. My goodness. Yeah. And then we kind of stopped and there's probably a break. And then for a while, I, then a while later I started to try to, I was like, well, maybe I'll do stand up. Yeah. And, um. And I was like, oh, I'll be a musical stand-up, just like Bo Burnham. And then right, right, right. Didn't really pan out that much. But then we did, like, another show after that. Uh, it was basically, like, a daily show ripoff. Okay. Um, it was called Frontline Action Kinetic Entertainment News. Whoa. So it was, like, fake news. If you sure. Sort of but uh, basically we just took, like, news stories, like, real weird news stories, and then we kind of, like, yeah, pre- pretended what actually happened like there would be an actual start and then we just kind of like the onion a little bit yeah yeah, yeah kind of like the onion and we'd make these like videos though really yeah and we did uh we did like a live show of that too did your first stand-up set go well because i are you doing stand-up when you're hosting these hour-long shows or are um, you just sort of like hosting a show you're not really doing mm-hmm. stand-up right no, yeah, what is, I wouldn't say it was necessarily, the first one, the monologue was kind of probably my first, like, yeah. dipping a toe in, but it was like... What was, did you write your jokes for that? I did. Uh-huh. I can't remember, like, any of what it Damn. was. I just know they weren't 
right. great. But we did have, like, there was stuff in there that was uh-huh. good, you know, but, like, it was pretty sloppy. Um, but my first stand-up set, no, it did not go well. No. It was pretty bad. Um, Do you remember anything from that set at all? Yeah, uh, as far as the joke. As far as, the, like, any mm. joke that you thought, hey, this one's going to kill. Or... I think I was just, like, I was doing more like it was a story thing, but wow. I didn't know how to, like... Like, get to a punchline. Right. And so, like, I remember the... And I just had no confidence. Like, I was very shy. And I'm still very, like, anxious and stuff like that. Sure. Um, So, I would just go up and... uh, I'm trying to remember if it was the first or the second time. It was, like, this bar, open mic. And nobody really cared. Like, that was there. Like, the people that were... It was, like, a Monday night. And the people Uh that were there were just... They were there, yeah. They weren't there to like see comedy no or like way. people yeah. play the guitar. They all have their backs to you because they're at the bar. Ah, uh, classic. One of those, and um, and I just didn't do well. I just felt terrible about it. Um, do you know how long you stayed up for? Like I've seen some mm, comedians go up for like a minute and they bomb and then they leave. It might. It was probably pretty short. It was probably like a f- couple minutes, three minutes, maybe. Yeah. Like, but that's the other thing is that there's no people there, so there's like or no people at these mics, so they give you like five, ten minutes. Oh, nice. So that yeah, so that was nice. But then um, I just remember that I I felt terrible. I went and sat up at the bar and had a drink before I had to like take the last bus home. Yeah. Um, How old were you when you were doing this? When this you did was, it? This was like 27, 28. You were 27. So yeah. You had to stand yeah. up until you were 27. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Really late. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was sitting there and then this guy went up and he was going to play a song and like I had my back to him because I was, you know, upset or whatever. Right. But, uh, I guess I was probably part of the problem too, but for sure he was like, um, during the middle of him trying to play the guitar, he was like asking for a pick and then he was, um, he would like play like a scale and then stop and be like adjust, like tuning, like the, basically the whole thing. He was like tuning the, the guitar. Yeah. It was weird. And then he came up to me afterwards and he goes, I almost did as bad as you did. Whoa. What? Yeah. He's like, maybe next time you should play the guitar and I should do stand up. And I was like, that's just what I needed. That hurts so bad. That hurts so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever run into that guy again? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he died. You know, some, somebody else killed him. Um, yeah, yeah, not me, obviously. That would be be a crime. Uh, and you know, I like to throw in random questions into the middle of these things. Um, like, have you ever stolen anything? So I was, uh, I seen this girl for a few months, but then she started closing her blinds, so. Yeah, back to the drawing board, I guess. Yeah, well, see, I was also a late bloomer when it comes to stealing. Because hmm. I feel like people go through like a shoplifting phase. I went through mine when I was 10. Oh, did 10 you? To 13. See, I yeah. feel like that's an okay time to do it. Right. I was probably like, and I, I wouldn't say it was like a phase because it was like one or two things. Mm. Um, but well, maybe that's a phase. But I was like 18. Yeah. What'd you um, steal? <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. Oh, this is great. Uh, if um, you feel comfortable. No, that's okay. Please. I'll tell you. Um, it was a magazine. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. It was a, a pornographic magazine. Oh, I was thinking Oprah. Yeah, no, that would be embarrassing as okay, well. Uh, awesome. No, I, I 
had a subscription to that. Uh, so right, you, you know? didn't need to steal. No, um, but no, I I stole like a, a Playboy. Uh, or was like a Playboy calendar, and I was so like paranoid that I, I was in a Barnes and Noble and I I tore off like the barcode. Oh, because I was like maybe they'll yeah maybe that'll do it. I don't <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and the thing is, is like I didn't I don't know why I did. It. I think it was just because I was like oh I can't I don't know what it was because I what don't is that man yeah you just didn't want to pay for it you didn't want to go through that I think maybe it was well, that was part of it's it it's a probably. subconscious where you're like she's gonna know it's yeah. always a she at the register too well because I did have an experience like that mm. um, when I was like maybe 16 17 yeah. I I went to a, a like a Walgreens or something like that and I was getting like a I think they had like FH, FHM do you remember that FHM yeah, it was like a Maxim, basically. Ah, okay. And uh, I think it had like Hulk Hogan's daughter on the cover. It was weird. Oh, it was a nice. weird time, yeah. Uh, but I was just like, oh, the lady's not going to say anything. Like, right, right, right. She's, this is her job. She's going to she's gonna see in my face that this is going to be world crushing. And I put it on the thing, and she like picks it up and starts flipping through it and talking to me about it. What? What is she saying? She's like, I don't even remember, but she was just like, like oh she's cute or whatever and like oh look at this and I was like I don't what the yeah hell? yeah Dude, and she it was, was trying to flick your bean man. maybe but I didn't realize it in, in the in the moment yeah crazy oh gosh yeah it was it was terrible so yeah so I sold this magazine uh-huh. and but I didn't I I didn't feel good about it like I felt guilty so doesn't that make it better though maybe but I I don't know no maybe but was that the last thing you stole. I feel this is weird. I feel like I stole another magazine. Oh, what do you, what, dude? Just you have <laughs> that the was internet, my thing. Man. I was just in like a magazine racket, but yeah. I don't think it was a. I don't think the other one was like a dirty magazine. No. And then I think after that, I was just like, this isn't me. It's not for you. No, I think maybe it was like because it was like when I moved to Seattle, so maybe it was like, oh, I'm, I'm free now. I'll rebel or so. I don't know what I was rebelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what uh. So what are you doing uh, in the meantime? Because you do comedy at 27. Like, what's your day-to-day life? What's your job like? Mm. And do you still, like, think about comedy? Bef- like, at 27 Yeah, before? like a little bit before. Are you still thinking about doing it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like I, I, I always used to make, like, comedic videos with my cousins. Mm. Like, when we'd have family gatherings or whatever, we'd make, like, a a movie. Yeah. And then we'd make all the family members watch it. Ah. And so I think that was kind of my first like foray into it. And, uh, and it was my cousin actually that was in the things. He's, I told some story one time and he's like, Oh, you should do stand up." Hmm. And it was kind of like, what? No. But then I did, yeah, I did start thinking about it. And like, I guess I was probably working at, uh, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stealing yeah. magazines. Uh, I was in theft prevention, but, ah. uh, no, I was at um, I was working in a kitchen, uh-huh. like washing dishes. Okay, I hated it. That's and the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, 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 for sure. For I mean, me, from, yeah, a, dude, I've worked in a kitchen like three years. Oh yeah. So I, I'm kind of like, yeah, there's just a thing. I don't know what it tell. is. Yeah, no, yeah. we definitely have like a, a a stink to us for sure. Oh, for sure, we smell like shit. Yeah, know? we're the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I was just like. I don't know. I Are you the just, funny guy at work? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I'm just always wondering how, you know, people translate 
being funny in their regular life to wanting to like craft it and do it professionally. Yeah. See, that was the thing is I was always funny and I was always like joking around and making people laugh. And that was something that like brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. I just never thought of it as like, this will be the thing I do. Right. Um, and I think a lot of that was just like low self-esteem or like, sure. you know, that kind of thing or like uh, just lack of confidence. Like I didn't, I was like, what, I'm supposed to get up there and just, like, talk into a microphone and yeah. make people like me? And, like, it seemed ridiculous to me. It is ridiculous. It is still kind of today, is. Yeah. it is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's, like, uh, as far as, like, a, a life choice, it can be a little up and down, you know? Like, there's yeah. times you go up there and kill and everybody loves you and you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And there's times you go up and there's just silence and you're like, oh, what have I done? Oh. So you're doing mics over in Washington, is that right? Yeah, and it would be more like mic singular. Ah, uh, mic. Yeah, there was one mic in the town I lived in, and it was uh, at a coffee shop, and uh-huh. it was like all... I lived in a retirement community. Wow, dude, already. Yeah, already yeah. bad. And then, um, so it was all like 70-year-old people. It's like... Um, yeah, so like 70-year-old people, and they wanted to play like Eagles covers. Classic. And then I'd go up there and be saying like terrible things. Sure. And I didn't know. You know, I think uh, that's a thing, especially with like comics when they start out, is a lot of them will just like, oh, I got to, everything has to be like sexual or like taboo or something like that. Yeah, maybe. They try to push the boundary too much. Yeah, I see that a little bit. And so I'm sure I had some of that too, where I was yeah. like, oh, it can, it's only funny if it's super racist. inappropriate. Yeah, hopefully not racist, but... <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, earlier things excluded, but like, right, right, right. But, um, yeah, but definitely, yeah, or like, not like, because I feel like you can make a joke about something bad, but it depends on who the target is. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? fair. Like, you don't want to target somebody who's already like in a wheelchair, right? Well, yeah. actually, my best friend, uh, Joe, that I did the show with, he's uh-huh. in a wheelchair. Oh, and so sometimes I'll do jokes about him, jokes that I know he likes. My best friend Joe recently came out as gay, which is great. Um, but he's still trying to figure out what his role is in that community. It's like, is he a, a tweak? Is he a bear? What have you? They did a little bit of research. It turns out that seeing as he's in a wheelchair, he's a tomato. Yeah. Because depending on who you ask, he's both a fruit and a vegetable. Hey, I, don't, I don't make the rules, okay? I'm just, I'm just reporting back to you guys. So, uh, <laughs> nice. But then other people will be like, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. But you're like, I have a friend. It's like, yeah, I'm talking specifically about one person. It's and the he classic, likes it. like, no, my friend's black. He said it's cool. It does come across like that yeah, a little bit. It's just like that. But you decide to move to Denver. Mm-hmm. And this was how long ago? Uh, it was in May. So what's that like six, seven? Months that was ago? this year. Yeah, this year. Ah, so you're fresh. I'm fresh. Yeah. I thought you'd just been living in this apartment since May, but no. Oh no, no. This this whole state. This yeah. whole thing. Why yeah. did you pick Denver? Um, they actually have a pretty good comedy scene, and uh, it was cheaper than some other places like New York or uh, California or whatever. Um. And also, I had a friend that lived out here, so like that was kind of a nice, a little bit of a buffer. I didn't want to move somewhere where I didn't know anybody. But you knew one person out one here. One person, yeah. And that was enough. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I, it was kind of quick. Um, I found this place and I just sort of was like bit the bullet and was like, all right, I'm going to yeah. do it. Um, and I, uh, do you yeah. leave all your family in Washington? Are they still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My mom and my sister and like her kids and, uh, my grandma and grandpa. Yeah. And, um, yeah, why'd so, you feel like you needed to move? Cause there was nothing there. Like there was no growth. Right. I mean, I probably did grow just having to like, cause the thing is like that mic that was there, they did not, they weren't super into me. Oh. We we're just different, okay. different kind of things. You know, sure. like they just didn't think my kind of humor was funny. Okay. Um, so I think I grew as far as like being able to put up with people getting yeah. upset about things. Uh, and they were very conservative. So like if you badmouth Trump, they hated that. Really? Yeah. If you said anything sexual, they hated that. If you swore, they hated that. Oh. It was like, so yeah, so it was very like, like a church. Yeah, basically. And so, uh, cause I remember, I think one time I said something about Trump and people in the audience were just shaking their heads. All white people. All, all very white people. Ah, mm. That'll do it. Like old, like, you know, the old white, you know how like when you get to a certain age of old white lady and you have like the afro, like, oh, kind of like that, yeah. that level, you know. Yeah. I took a picture once of the audience because it looked like a, it looked like a retirement home. It looked oh like these people were about to die, and it was really depressing. Good God! Yeah, so it's not the greatest audience to do. Yeah, comedy. Um, but you moved specifically for comedy. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're. I mean, you're committed to this thing, then. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just like, uh, I kind of got to that point where I was like, well, I either gotta, you know, shit or get off the pot, and uh, right. Yeah, so I basically came here with what I could carry onto an airplane, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, we don't even have a couch right now. By yeah, the way, yeah, we're sitting on the floor. We're sitting um, in the floor of a living room. There's yeah. a nice table from IKEA, though. That was yeah. My roommate left that. Shout out to the old out. roommate. Yeah, thank you. She's probably coming back for this table. I hope not. Oh, I'll have to hide it or something. And I mean, you were saying that some people like shake their heads. One question that I like to ask comedians is if you've ever really offended somebody. Like personally, like, yeah, like um, as as you're telling jokes, have you ever offended somebody that? It kind of sticks out. Hmm. Maybe they said something to you or you just knew it. I'm sure I have. Um, I have one joke. Well, then there's like people that get offended that they're not the party that the joke's about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of thing where it's, yeah. I don't know, if is that considered virtue signaling or whatever? I don't know what that is. I don't really know what that is either. I think that's what that I is. I think it's just, I'm going to get offended on your behalf. Right. And people do that a lot about my, my friend Joe and oh. uh, the wheelchair thing. They'll be like, oh, you can't say that. And he's like, no, I yeah, I think it's funny. Was he in some of those videos with you, by the way? He is. With the Dateline videos? He is in that. That was him. That's him. Okay. Does yeah. he do stand-up at all? How is he involved in... Um. No, not really. I mean, he's done some like satirical writing and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, but not stand up. He maybe I think he did it once. Really? Yeah. Um, but he's very funny. He's my best friend. We have like great. Uh, we kind of like have a almost like a, a, the same mind a little. You guys bit. have a chemistry. Yeah, it shows through the videos. Yeah, you guys Does can it? look up Jonathan Mitchell on YouTube. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I clearly. Think, thank you. Yeah, I think we we just kind of like. It was one of these weird things, like, when we started hanging out, um, like, you know how you, like, will both have to, like, like, you finish each other's thoughts? Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. But it would be, like, super-duper specific weird stuff. Like, mm. kind of messed up stuff, and we'd both have the same, like, oh, yeah, it should Whoa. be. And then it was, like, 
and it happened like enough times where we were like, okay, this is. Is he funny? He's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal when a comedian meets like another really funny person. Yeah. Just in the wild, though. Right. When he's really good at like, um, like computer stuff and Photoshop, sure. and uh, and he actually just did the the poster thing for the show. I'm gonna do. Okay. Um, but he would also do like the video editing. So it's kind of like we had different. We had like this. We're on the same page comedically, but we had different talents as nice. far as that went. So we kind of like worked together well. Are you still working together with him? Yeah, yeah. I try to get him involved in like everything I do because I just I just think he's yeah funny and yeah and it's fun working with him. And I feel like I I have that like yeah you know kind of built in already. Like that's your Larry David. Yeah, yeah. To my Jerry Seinfeld. Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. You're 100%. out doing the stand up, and he's like behind the scenes writing and crafting. Right. Right. Um, and so how often do you perform now, now that you're here in Denver? Um, I'd say like five or six nights a week. Really? Mm-hmm. I try. Um, but then sometimes I won't and I'll be here like writing stuff. I try to like just do something for it. Five or six nights a week though. Yeah. You're going out pretty much every night. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes more like four, but still, you know, yeah, try to go out like every night. That's a lot, man. It how do you, is, how yeah. do you feel like you've grown since you've moved here to Denver? Um, well, I think I've grown in confidence a little bit, or just like, you know, like getting all that stage time, you kind of just get used to being able to talk right. in front of people. Um, I still get like nervous every time. I was going to ask that next. Yeah, yeah, so nervous. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And then I get up there and I feel very relaxed so it's like 10 a seconds weird... in i know i feel better right but i need to like just get the opener out even if it bombs right but yeah you just need to do that i still get nervous every single time do you? yeah how do you deal with that what do you like you're nervous on the way there and um yeah i'm nervous on the way there i'm nervous sitting there so like people will like be talking to me you don't even, my, i yeah. don't i can't i'm like trying so hard to be polite and just be like yeah oh, oh that just or they'll be trying to like run their sets by me like what if i do this and then this i'm like i'm trying not to cry like yeah uh, <laughs> it's so tough but it is tough and um but i think i just kind of learned by this point like it'll be fine yeah. You know? It and, will be fine. I tell myself that a lot. Like, right. even if I bomb, I mean, I think about the comedians that do well. Probably half the room won't remember that specific comedian. Right. So if I do bad, they're going to forget even faster. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people aren't going to remember. And especially, like, and, like, the other comedians, they're probably not going to remember. And uh, Right. But also, like, because I feel like, especially before I moved here... I would do a lot of bombing, especially in front of that one crowd. Sure. Um, and and then I kind of would, like, comfort myself with, I mean, it still sucked, but, like, I would comfort myself with, like, oh, uh, Bill Burr, uh, he bombed for, like, he said he bombed for, like, basically a couple years straight or something like that. Yeah. He was just, like, terrible. Like, his first he, four years is what he says. Is that what it is? Yeah, he didn't even tell anybody he was doing it for, like, three or four years in, and he was just eating shit every night and, like... Yeah, I, and it's interesting to listen to him talk, and I guess you kind of are the same thing. You just got all the bombs under your belt first. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's more to come. There's more to come. For both but, of us, clearly. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, that's how, you're performing pretty frequently then. Yeah, and I think, because that's the thing, is if you go, like, you know, too many days. I remember I heard uh, Kumail Nanjiani uh-huh. one time say something, like, if he goes, like, three days, he feels weird. It's like you kind of, like, you do... You don't lose it, but you do get a little like, yeah, rusty. 
tell me if I'm full of shit here because uh, I haven't performed in about a month. Yeah. At this point. But I feel like if I get back that I can pick up exactly where I left off. I think so. I don't think you like go backwards. I don't know if I'm losing anything. It's like I still I I record every single set. Uh-huh. And so I'll listen to it and well, like, that's good. Yeah, I mean get the timing down and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I've been focusing on this podcast a little bit and you know, any listeners know that I've kind of been struggling with work ethic, trying to get out there. Telling myself, ah, you're tired, but yeah, you're kind of a bitch too, so just go out there. Oh, I do that too. I you do, do that. that. I, I think, yeah, and I and I can be hard on myself, like really hard on myself. For sure. Um, and so I think sometimes that pushes me to like, okay, I'll go do it because I'll, I know I'll beat myself up over it. Right, if you don't. Um, yeah, it goes back to the magazine stealing. Hmm. It's a guilt thing. Like uh. I'm like a guilt person, so it's like I know that it will eat away at me, and it's like, Sometimes it's not worth it. It's like, okay, I'll just do it. You have to, pretty much. You don't have yeah. a choice. But I think for me, I don't feel bad not doing it. See, that's okay. I think that's good. I don't know if it is. I don't know if Maybe. it's going to be the best. Uh, like, I don't know if it's productive. But well, but the podcasting thing, yeah, that's like, I think that does flex a muscle that's good in stand up. Yeah. Um, especially that muscle of like just being able to talk and being able to like. Because, you know, part of stand-up is, like, being funny that you prepared, and then part of it is being funny just... On impromptu. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't so, know. We'll yeah. see, man. I I mean... How long have you been doing it? Uh, I... Like, three years. Okay. I did my first mic when I was, like, 16. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, and then I didn't do one again until I was 19. Yeah, see, I took a big gap, too. I, I don't think it was quite that long, but it was, like... Yeah. Because it was painful. I don't know what about your experience. First time went really well for me. See, that's what I hear. It's either yeah. like terrible or really well. Yeah, no one's like, ah, a couple landed. No, like you ate your balls or you were Jerry Seinfeld pretty yeah. much. Well, did you have, um, did you bring people? No. Well, so what had happened, uh, I was in a creative writing class in mm-hmm. Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And they did an open mic and there was about 60 to 70 people, like all from the school. So just random students showed up. Yeah. Um, so I mean like I had a very small group of friends I was a shy kid in high school So I had like three friends there Right So I mean I brought friends But yeah it was mostly just those kids And I remember like writing every single word down that I was going to say And oh, yeah. putting the paper in front of my face Oh yeah So I couldn't see the crowd mm-hmm. But I mean yeah listening or not listening but thinking about it Yeah I got a lot of laughs like right where I needed them and That's good But yeah I don't know it's, it was a long gap between one and two. Because you're also, you're creating something. Yeah. You know, like, because, um, you know, like Pete Holmes, mm-hmm. like a uh, big reason why he did his podcast was just to have like more, just basically to, more mic time, more like, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, I like to throw in these random questions. Sure. What is the biggest regret in your life? So, uh... <laughs> Uh, 
really adding insult to injury that they went with the slogan, we cook a mean Polish. <laughs> no, you guys knew what you're doing. Um, so is this the biggest regret, uh, comedically or just... It could be anything. Like, I shouldn't have mm-hmm. uh, had sex with that animal or... Well, there's a, too many of those uh, to count. Yes. No, uh... Hmm. I think my biggest regret comedically would be probably not starting sooner. Like 26. Yeah, 20, probably 27, 28. Sure, sure. But, but yeah, but... um. But then, on the other hand, I think that gave me some life experience to draw off of, you know. Um, but I think, like, my biggest regret, it's going to sound silly, uh, but probably would be, like, stealing those magazines. Like, that what? was, that's pretty big up there. I mean, it I'm sure I've done, back. like, yeah, I, you know, it, it, it does work well as a nice callback, but it's also kind of true. Like, I think stuff like that. Why? Do you think about that a lot? That woman flipping through the magazine? No, but I I will now. Uh, uh, no, um, uh, no, I don't. I guess not, but I, I think that I, I, there's things like I don't. I try not to do stuff like that. Uh, I try not to lie, like stuff like that, because I just know that it really will, like, yeah, eat at me. And it's just, sure. I just don't like you it. You have too so much like, integrity. I hope that's what it maybe maybe that's, that's a nice way of is. looking at it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. either that or something way deeper. So let's not dig. Too yeah, let's probably not get into that. Yeah, you probably hate your father or something. I do. Yeah. Oh, shout out, Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, hey, Mom. Uh, <laughs> now that you're here in Denver, what what's your favorite mic to go to? You're going to a mm. lot of these. Do you have a favorite that you hit up a lot? Yeah, I have a couple of favorites. Um, uh, Irish Rover, mm. that's a really good one. I like Oren, and um, and I think he's really good about if you get there early, he'll try to put you up early. He's a genuine guy. He is. Yeah, I ran into him in the streets in London once, and yeah. yeah, he just let me pick his brain for like an hour. He's yeah, awesome he's a guy. really nice guy. Um, another one is on Tuesdays at Scruffy Murphy's. I've never done this one. That one can be rough. It's a lot of comics. And sometimes it's just like everybody just kind of eats shit, but uh, yeah. but it's worth going to because Derek Walton is just like just a great guy. Like really? he's just I think he's one of the nicest guys I've nice. met. Period. Like, but especially in comedy too. Um, and he's another one that he'll he was one of the first people that was like just talking to me and telling me things. And That's like, huge. Yeah, he told me about like oh you can go to Comedy Works and get in and like. Yeah. Just say you're a comic and all this stuff. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I'd say I also like it can be it can kind of be hit or miss. Um, mm. But I guess they're all hit or miss. Uh, sure. Is Growler on Friday? I haven't done this one either. That one I like. I like Laura. She's really sweet. Um, okay. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy that one too. I Those feel like that's your, my uh, yeah my fun mic. Like I have like I wanted to have like one mic where it's like all right I'm gonna be a little more loose loose yeah racist. like maybe I'll have a yeah super racist super that's racist. where I just do all my racist material all the um, Jew jokes yeah you should have so, heard them before we started recording oh gosh it was a, like a hate crime Good up in God, here dude. It, was, it was like put your right arm down There's yeah no I'm sorry I, when I put the left one up I didn't understand that's not what you meant <laughs> <laughs> uh, man what do you do for work now. I work in a kitchen, yeah. You work in a kitchen. I do. I'm a cook, yeah. Oh, all at right. At a movie theater. Oh, Alamo? Uh, no, not quite as good. Mm. Uh, unless they hear this and it's as good. Ah. But no, Regal Cinemas. Okay. Cinnabar, yeah. Gotcha. 
So people will come in and be like, do you guys have those cinnamon rolls? I'm like, no, that's Cinnabon. That's, it's, it's a, a totally different, different, totally different place. Here's so. a ticket for a movie. Yeah, exactly. Face. Yeah. Uh, how do you find the balance between having a full-time job and wanting to do comedy? Hmm, that can be hard because like it's not easy. It is, yeah, it is difficult because especially like like today's my day off, and mm-hmm. I was like, um, it's like so. Oh, I I have the whole day, but then it's like, oh, do I go out at night? So it's like I feel like a lot of times I don't ever have a full day off. Um, because a lot of times when you go to a mic, you're there for like four hours sometimes Dude, for like five minutes of stage time. Yeah, it, yeah. it can be crazy. And, and when I first moved here, I was like, Oh, I'm going to stay, I'm going to get there early and I'm going to stay there till the end and show them how much I care. And sometimes it's like, that's exhausting. It is so hard. That's exhausting. Yeah. And so, um, and I don't have a car, so uh-huh. I have to bus and take the train. So I basically go from work, get on a bus or a train and go to whatever mic. And I'm there until, you know, Whoa. So, so yeah, so um it's it's an investment. Like what time do you have to work in the morning? I usually it's kind of nice. I don't have to work um usually until 10. Okay. That's so, not the worst. Yeah, so I have so to you like, can be out pretty late and still get your all in your sleep and Yeah, so I have to like leave at like 9. Yeah. Um so I'll usually like leave at 9 and then a lot of times I'll get back at like midnight. Ah. So it's a long day, but It is a long day. You don't have any pets, do you? No, Nothing. not anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. um, no, I don't. Uh, but yeah, that would that'd be hard to have. Or I can't imagine the people who have like kids and stuff. Kids, there's like, comics with kids. I can't understand that. Yeah, like, have you met Josh Grambo? I was just thinking of Josh Grambo. He just had his baby, dude, driving like 45 minutes to get to a mic. Yeah, that type of commitment is. That's what I'm saying when that's I insane. think about myself not doing mics. I look at these other comics that are like. I'll throw away my family to go get a, a dick joke in. Right. Well, and 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 not sp- speaking of of Grambo specifically, but like there are people I think that that go too much. Mm. Like I've seen people that like it's like okay, you're addicted. Whoa. You know what I mean? Is that a good thing? You think? Um. Yes and no. Like yes, because you're getting in all that stage time, but I think it can also be unhealthy unhealthy for your relationships or what do you mean yeah well and like um my one friend like i don't think he'd really mind me talking about it but like when he first started he was going like you know three or four a night Mm. and i think he would feel bad if he didn't do that many Uh so it was like kind of that thing of like that guilt but with something like that so so i think that could be bad Um, Uh, yeah i guess if you're not yeah and if you don't have time to, that's the other thing is if you don't have time to live your life, then you don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. You know, if you don't ever go see a movie, if you don't ever go like hang out with a friend or just like sit around and I I think, I don't know, at least for me, I'm like a, I'd say I'm like more of an introvert. So I, I need vibe, to be, yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, yeah. I need to be like on my own sometimes and like or I won't be able to do the other part where I yeah talking to people you know yeah okay yeah that as far as like getting material yeah that makes sense um and what's the goal what's the goal for you in stand-up now um I guess the ultimate goal is to be to be able to do this as the primary job that's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, if maybe not specifically just stand up, but like, you know, doing a show or writing on a show or 
just something being creative. Yeah, being for creative money. and for money. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, that's it, the dream. I mean, yeah. if it pays for my living and my dog's food, yeah, yeah, I'm set. Yeah, and it's cool. I mean, like at this level, I'm getting you know like the occasional twenty dollars to do. You know, it's amazing. Set. That's it's a good feeling, cool. dude. It's still cool. It's like wow, I just told jokes for five minutes and they're giving. Now I can go like buy something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, crazy. Like it's not paying my rent, obviously, but it's still cool yeah yeah well that's what happens man when you put in that much work um these are questions specifically for all types of comedians i already asked you if you get nervous a lot you still do very very uh i don't know i think that's a good thing though i hear that it's a good thing yeah i guess it means that you care like you're on your toes and you're alert right when yeah i think if you just like don't if you don't care then it's like why are you doing it like have you ever gone into overconfident no, <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, well, no, I don't think yeah. so. Okay, well then don't, because it's good that you haven't. I've gone in overconfident a few times, and I like eat my balls every single time. Yeah, where I'm yeah. like, I know this joke is killer. Oh, maybe then, maybe. But I, I, one of my like biggest, I don't know. I've always hated like cockiness, so I've always mm. been very like wary of being. I think I've like overcorrected. Yeah, to not be. To be like not confident enough, ah, you know. So, um, I'm the exact opposite. Really, you're like very confident. I just I'm like I'm good at everything I do, type thing. Yeah, like yeah, I can't do wrong. That must feel good though. It's a superiority complex. It's not the healthiest mindset, but but it, it, you're not, you know. I don't feel bad about anything. I just don't. That's good. I guess it's, I'm not trying to rub it in, man. But, no, no, uh, I I. I uh... I'm a little jealous. Yeah, it sounds kind of nice. At the same time, I haven't done mics in a month, and you're going five times a week, four to five. The jealousy is mutual. Right. There's both, both you know, yeah. it's always greener on the, the Exactly. Other side. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, let me. Oh, so just a question about comedy etiquette. Do you leave as soon as you do your set? No. You don't. You stay around. I mean, around. but I know some people do, and I, they're. How do you feel about that? Um, I think, I don't know why, but I think it's kind of rude. I think it's rude. But I don't, there's never been anybody who's said to me, like, that's rude. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels rude to me. It is a rude thing. Because it's like all these other people, especially when it's just comics. And then, so if you all leave after you do your thing, then there's nobody to watch. Like, you want people to watch you. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just watch, you know? So. Like, they stayed for you. Right. Yeah. Um. And, and, like, I get it a little bit more with the people who have been doing it for, like, five years, ten years. Like, okay, it, you, you're tired, you know? like Yeah. But still, I think it's a, yeah, it's a respect thing. Just stay a little bit. Don't stay the entire night. Yeah, you don't have to stay the entire night. I mean, they're probably not, like, specifically watching you, but... Yeah. But yeah, especially if you walk straight out the door or... Because I want to. I want to leave. I want to, As too. soon as I'm done. Yeah. They have no idea, like, of the angst that I have. Yeah. Just waiting. I never know when I'm going to go up and Jose McCall will come up and he'll be like, all right, you're going on in three. And I'm like, ah, shit. Right. And then it really shoots up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so as soon as I'm done, I'm like, fuck everybody. I just want to go home and see my racist family. And Exactly. Um, exactly. But how do you feel about improv? Do you think that that helps you? And 
Because I know some comedians dabble in both. Yeah, is what and I, mean. I feel like some people are very critical of improv. Like, oh, right. improv. Ugh. Yeah, um, they shit on it, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I think it's cool. Like, I've done some improv. You've done it. I've done, yeah, I've, I guess I've dabbled in a lot ah. of things. But, like, um, I actually did an improv show, which was weird um, once. But, Here? yeah. No, in um, in Washington. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Also, like, where I was in Washington, there wasn't. You know, there wasn't a stand-up scene. There was like maybe like one other stand-up. Um, there wasn't a comedy scene at all. So it's like any time any little comedy thing popped up, it was yeah. like, oh, I'll I'll do that. You know, yeah, dude. Yeah, I think you're built for it. Thank you. Yeah, I really think so. Do you think it's true that you learn more from bombing than doing well? You think that holds any truth? I just hear comics talk about like you need mm. to. Yeah, I think you do. Let's see. Like, I, I don't know if you necessarily learn. I think you learn, yeah, I think you learn how to handle things not going well yeah. and be okay with it. Right. Uh, at least on that level. I how think. often do you bomb? Like, what's your ratio between bombing and doing well? Um, I'd say I mostly do, what, I don't want to sound braggy, but like, I, I don't think I bomb. Just say it. I don't think I bomb a lot. Okay. But I do, there are like those times where you're like, uh oh. Ah. Uh, I'm trying to think of like one of the most recent, or like sometimes you'll have, I mean, because there's, I don't know what, do you consider it like, you know, there's nights where you go out and everybody's going up and there's no laughs. Sure. So it's like, oh, yeah. that, I don't know if that's considered bombing. I mean, if so, then yeah. I think that's bombing. Yeah. Yeah. No one's warming the crowd up. No one's warming the crowd up. But then there's been times, a couple times where it's like, that's happening, and then I go up and get something. So I'm like, okay, well, that's good. If you get one laugh, do you consider that a bomb? Like Just what? one? Yeah, just yeah. one. That's a bomb for you? I think so. Really? I think bomb is no laughs. No, no laughs? Yeah, that's like a true bomb. I've done that before for sure. No laughs, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No laughs was almost the name of this podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember... Um, because I have, like, I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit. I have, like, a lot of anxiety and, like, stuff like that. And I was like, well, this is back before I moved here, when I was going to that old folks' home, basically. Sure, of, of sure. An open mic. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write about, like, my anxiety. And I was, like, really nervous, obviously really anxious about it. Yeah. And bombed. So oh. I bombed doing material about something I'm very, like, <laughs> sensitive about. And that was, like, probably one of the most painful. Was like, that your worst bomb? That might have been, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that was probably the worst one. Has comedy ever made you cry? Like doing it or like watching it? Uh, I don't know, like thinking about it, has it impacted you so much that you just cried because of it? Hmm, I don't think so. It's made me sad. Yeah, okay. For sure. But you never um, cried. When's the last time you cried? I think it was kind of recent, but it was like I was watching something and I cried at that. Was it Click? With it was no. Uh, oh, I was like, how did I know? <laughs> that would have been that would have been amazing. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my yes. God, how did you know? Are you magic? Um, I'm really good at guessing things, though. Actually, are you? Yeah, your birthday is July 21st. It's close. It's July 4th. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm, I'll look at your shoe size in a little bit, but I feel like okay. I can guess that too. Nine and a half is my. Got That's actually uh, 10, 10. A little bit bigger. Mm, all right. Let me look at your foot before we guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shoot, man. We've talked a lot about comedy. We've talked about your journey. I sure. mean, thank you for answering all these questions, man. Oh, I know yeah. it's just weird letting some 
punk into your house with glasses and a goatee and just no. asking you questions. No, it's been awesome. I appreciate it. Um, but I always like to end these things by asking just a bunch of rapid fire questions. Okay. Answer to the best of your ability. First thing that comes to mind. Uh, what's your favorite color? Green. Uh, when's the last time you spoke to your father? <laughs> Three years ago. He's in prison. So. Shout out to Dad again. <laughs> uh, have you ever broken a bone? No. Mm, do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I think so. Have you ever seen a ghost? Mm, my, my mom and sister said they have, but I'm a little more skeptical, I think, than they have. Okay. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of comedians? Don't ever think it, just four names. Four names. Louis C.K. Yep. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Bo Burnham. Nice. Damn. That fourth one's like hard to think. I'm going to just go Chris Gather or no, Conan. Conan. It's got to be Conan. As a comedian. You're not as a stand-up. Do we, does this have to be straight stand-up? No, but you're just comedically influenced by him, no? Very much, yeah. All right, all yeah. right. Respect. Yeah. Um, fill in the blank. I like to throw this question specifically to comedians. Okay. Say what you want about racism, but... Say what you want about racism. Oh, gosh. Um, but I, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Dang, this is hard. I don't yeah. want to, because I want to make a joke, but I also don't want to. Just wanna, say, like, say what your gut is feeling. Uh, <laughs> but it gets the job done. Ah, I don't know. That's, I, that's fine. Is that's, that fine? I don't want works. people, is the other thing going to be in here? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. That initial thing that yeah. you like, I like white people best. Yeah, that sounds bad though, right? It's uh, going to be clear that it's a joke. I will make it very clear that it's a joke. Okay, because yeah. I, I don't want people's introduction to be like, this guy's, <laughs> what? He hates all other races. No, I, I think people that listen to me know I'm kind of full of shit, and I just like to, I don't know, play that part. Okay. I mean, I love doing that, too. I just I, I just want to make sure it's clear You know what? The not... title of this episode is going to be Not Racist. <laughs> Great. Swear to God. All right. Um, what is the difference between love and in love? I always figured, like, in love was more romantic, like more of a a romantic thing. But love could just be like between a friend or a, you know, a quesadilla. I love a lot of quesadilla. I'm actually in love with a quesadilla at the moment. Really, you're romancing a quesadilla. Yeah, you know, we're seeing where it's going. Um, Make a burrito with it. Oh, this. Oh. Um, <laughs> what do you recommend? It's a really broad question. Okay. Um, I recommend the Chris Gethard show. Ah. Um, I also recommend. Yeah, I think that's a good. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite actor? It used to be that uh, Jesse Eisenberg guy. Ah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But then I think he might be an asshole. So. Okay. Um. He might be. He might be. But he was in like a lot of good stuff for a while. Right. Um. Jesse Eisenberg, final answer. I'm gonna go like Will Ferrell. Whoa. Yeah. All right. I think that's like a more safe bet, you know. Yeah. Amazing. Um. All right. Another fill in the blank. Like okay. a Google fan in an Apple store. Oh, I actually, uh, I actually have a, a a comedy song with. Oh, these aren't the droids that you're looking for. Perfect. Um, dude, I love that joke so much. Um, Thank you. What is your favorite song this week? I don't listen to as much music as I used to, but um, 
Oh, uh, the song Insecurity by Metronomy. That is right up your alley. It's so in my, up my alley. Like, I think that's so why I like it so alley. much. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good song, though. Uh, what's the most expensive item you own? Um, probably my tablet, and it was a gift. Or my computer, and it's Joe's. So, ah, it's so like, nothing that's yours, though. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Cufflinks? Nothing? Something? No, no. No? Um, Case it is. Uh, probably my guitar. Guitar? Yeah. What kind of guitar is it? Uh, it's like an acoustic guitar. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see. Do you collect anything? I used to collect a lot of things like cards and I used to collect everything like action figures. Um, not as much anymore. No. Yeah. Have you ever been in a fight? Not really, no. I was, we can fight after this if you okay, want. Okay, yeah. I mean, you'll win, but... Sure. Yeah. 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 I, Very so. scrappy. Um, yeah. All right. Last fill in the blank. My name is Jonathan Mitchell, and I am... Not racist. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, thank you for doing this, man. Thank you so much really for having me. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. And there you... Have it. Uh, that was Jonathan Mitchell. Holy shit, dude! Thank you for doing that. That was amazing. I would love to do that again. Um, and any other comedians out there listening, man, just hit me up. I'm a message away, and let's do this. Let's sit down. Let's talk about your past traumas, you know, and why you hate specific people. Let's do it. Let's dive into it. Um, I would love to sit down. Just find me on uh, Facebook, probably. It's probably the easiest. Or Instagram. All that will be in the description. If you don't like reading descriptions, it is Dano Oliveris on Facebook. Um, and Comedian.Ordinaire on Instagram. Holy shit. Listen to me plugging away. That's uh, that's what we're doing in the new year. We're plugging things in. I need to plug my phone in because it's low on battery. Uh, that's unrelated to what I was saying. Anyways, I was saying that that was an easy podcast to record. Jonathan Mitchell is just a gentleman. And... We did sit down in his living room, and there was literally nothing. Uh, I guess his roommate had just moved out, and I don't know. It's like, um, it was, it was nice, you know? I, I've talked to a couple of comedians who were like, whoa, I was kind of expecting, like, a professional setup. Even though I'm portable, and, like, I go and talk to comedians in their homes, I don't know. Maybe they're expecting, like, mic stands and things like that, but, um... Nope, not at all, man. Jonathan Mitchell's cool as hell, and he was like, wow, you got all this stuff, so... Hell yeah, that was amazing. Um, Next week, look out for Chris Knox. That one was so much goddamn fun to record. Chris Knox and I met at the beginning of 2019, kinda, and, uh, you know, just kinda kept running into each other at open mics, and holy shit, wouldn't you know it, end up doing a podcast together, so that's super fucking cool um look out for that one that will be in exactly a week uh and i hope you enjoyed this one i hope you enjoy this format that we're i say weird that i'm experimenting with um just sitting down and talking with comedians i love it i personally you know wish that there was uh more comedians i guess i don't know because i just imagine at some point i will talk to every single one or i will ask every single comedian in denver to sit down and talk with me because that's who I am, and maybe I need friends. Uh, so we'll see. I, and, you know, the solo episodes are probably going to change a little bit. They're still going to be a thing, but I'm going to try to format this podcast and really shape it up and not make it so rough. And 
throw some segments in there and have things written down that I want to talk about because I think that's when the best podcasts come out. Um, but I'm rambling at this point, and so I'm going to let you go. Thank you for letting me inside of your ear today. Um, and we'll be back next week. So, holy shit. As always, all questions, comments, queries, and concerns are welcome at comedianordinaire at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Probably green, yeah, green, green or I mean, blue. Sorry, favorite color person. Oh, uh, white. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> just like just have that out on the internet. <laughs>